0: Hello and welcome back to the show. Yes, those of you that have been listening for a long time will know that my introductions have changed. I thought I'd mix it up a bit. I thought maybe you got bored. This is episode. Anyway, we are here. We are talking with, this is episode number 712. If you don't like the introduction, let me know. If you do like the show, please rate and review it on the platform that you listen on. That would help a lot. It really helps our ratings, it helps us get to more people. No, I don't make any money from it, so therefore I don't make any more money if you rate and review it, but I'd like you to rate and review it so more people listen. 712, today I am talking to a gentleman called Matt Bush. Matt Bush is, as you will hear, an incredibly inspiring and interesting guy who is, going or on his way to Tokyo to represent Great Britain in the Paralympics for the sport of taekwondo. It's not the first time he's qualified for the Olympics. It's not the first sport that he has pursued and set his sights on being the very best in the world at. He was born not with both of his arms, with one normal arm, shall we say, and one that was missing somewhat of his arm. He's an incredible guy with an absolutely incredible mindset. I got so much from this show and I really hope you guys enjoy it. No matter where you are in the world, thank you so much for listening to the Inner Fight podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Matt Bush. Welcome back to another episode, folks, and This is it, Matt Bush from the UK, Taekwondo master. How are you, buddy?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I'm a bit sweaty. I'm in my car, but I'm all good.
0: (laughs) Mate, give us a bit of a background on you. Introduce yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? Why the hell have we got you on today?
1: Well, I don't know why you've got me on, but my name's Matt Bush. I'm a current Taekwondo world champion. First British male to win a title in Taekwondo ever. And I've just qualified for the Olympics, and I'm oh. friend of Tom. I should have put that first, shouldn't I? Yeah. Tom, Tom's friend of Tom should be top of the resume,
0: isn't it? Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm Tom Walker's friend, and 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 he's useless, but still, <laughs> <laughs> mate, absolute honour to have you on, Olympian. I I, mean, I was actually thinking before we started recording, mate. We've I've had I think I've had two two or three Olympians on the show before but you're very you're very hard people to get a hold of you're very you're always training
1: and stuff like that (laughs) yeah training tends it tends to get in the way of a lot of things to be honest and then I think I think a lot of us are quite reserved people I speak for myself is that I I wouldn't go out and uh, look for like sort of attention or media opportunities or things like that I think some temperaments are better than others at it but it's not really in my temperament uh, so it's, a, it's one of them
0: <laughs> well mate you are here and we are chatting but i want to rewind how did you get into taekwondo
1: it's such a it's such a long uh, journey into like where i've been now through all different types of sport i wanted to do well i wanted to do boxing when i was younger but i thought like everything around boxing is set around set patterns that pretty much determine you have to have two hands to do you have to <laughs> it's quite it's the limiting factor in boxing you use both your hands and the patterns are all based around that yeah. so I sort of put myself off at a, an early age I think my parents didn't want me to do it either so I was I was doing so many other sports it didn't really matter I was doing football tennis cricket rugby I played county rugby county football I had Swansea City football trials so I was doing everything I could do and then I just I think I burnt out at an early age I just was doing so much that I just got I was over it, and then I had a big injury and it just it put me off it for a while then so I went away from sport and I was just doing I wanted to do other things more I wanted to do I was doing more reading more writing more traveling more uh, just other things like that and and then once, once I started to re-look at myself and who I was, it's like I'm a sportsman through and through. It's what, it's what I am. So I had to come full circle back around and just get back into sport at any level I could. So I started doing mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu. That was like more of what I wanted to do. And then I, I, I went to like an open day in Wales, um, in sport Wales, and tried out for a few things. And they said, right, we're going to get you on the javelin here. So I went javelin. I threw the, the, uh, I threw the uh, qualifying distance for Rio for javelin, uh, but I tore my shoulder, uh, my labrum off. And uh, so I couldn't do that. And then the same guy who helped me with that said, taekwondo is going to be in the next Olympics. I know you like kicking people and hurting people and stuff. So, <laughs> so he said, let's go up to Manchester. So we came up to Manchester, had an open day. And then two weeks later, I was on a plane to Korea fighting the world number one. Wow. That's a uh, quick 28 years history or whatever.
0: Mate, you mentioned something there, which obviously I've, I've forgotten to mention, but you sort of put it in. You're not, you don't have the use of both of your arms, which- I'm missing yeah. some
1: appendages.
0: <laughs> he's missing, he's just holding them up for me. You only, your left arm is not complete. Tell us- Yeah, why from the elbow that, down. From the elbow down. Tell us what happened. Why is it like that?
1: Um, well, I was swimming in Hawaii. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just born like it. <laughs> it's a boring story, man. I was just born like it. So, I think a lot of people have had to change and adapt to life if they've had to, if they've lost an arm or they've lost use of something. But uh-huh. for me, it's I was always I always had one arm, so it wasn't really I didn't really feel like I had to adapt to anything. Yeah. I was already going through life changing things to suit me and sport wise and catching in rugby and things. So. My mind was always going with that, yeah. So I did, it wasn't a big ad- adaptation thing for me. It's just what I did.
0: That's a really interesting way to put it, mate. Because obviously, if you if you have had all of your limbs and then one gets taken from you in, in that shark attack you were just talking about, actually, it's a <laughs> similar story to. I asked Walker when when I was sort of preparing for the show. I was like, "Hey, what actually what happened to his arm?" I want to try and know, so that, you know. And he's like, "Oh, mate." Um, one of the only shark attacks off the coast of Wales that's ever happened. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, mate, you never want to go, nah, that's not
1: true. I was like, no, exactly. It puts <laughs> in an awkward spot. Like <laughs> yeah, up here in a- GB, when I first came up here in GB, I told, so there's two athletes, one uh, Bianca, world champion, and Cho, they were the two I was sort of speaking to a bit. And yes. both of them independently asked me what it was. And I told them two separate different, <laughs> totally different stories. And then I was walking past the kitchen one day and I could hear them arguing with each other on which one was right. <laughs> and she was like, look, he told me, he told me it was a giraffe in Africa. I believe him hundred percent. It was definitely a giraffe. And she was like, no, he told me it was a shark in Wales and all no, this.
0: right, <laughs> brilliant. It's, but it, it, it must be, going back to that point, mate, it must be quite interesting you know that, like you said, you've you've never known anything different. You've you've only you've had one full arm, and you've got one that's sort of not there for, from the elbow, and that's how you've learned life. So you never you don't actually feel like you've lost anything because you're yeah. There's no
1: change. Like I run into a lot of people, obviously, who've lost lost limbs or lost the use of an arm, and they have to go through this whole. Um, it's a big, obviously a massive change, isn't it? They have to yeah. change exact how they do things from everything in life. They have to change. But for me, it's from day one, I was doing things my way anyway. Yeah. So I just became really, I became good at looking at something, conceptualizing a way to do it for me and just doing it. And if I couldn't, my dad was the same way. He'd, It would never be like, ah. Oh. So my thing was, I didn't want anything extra. Like when yeah. I'm driving, I drove a manual car without, without any like I didn't want anything extra it was like sort of a, a mental thing for me I didn't want to have to have the busman stop thing or have to drive an automatic or I just wanted yeah. to do it the way it was supposed to be done and then I, I'd find a way to do it and my dad would help a lot with that
0: that's absolutely mental mate but I, I want to sort of flip back to those early years when you were sort of getting involved in 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 life and in sport although you have this desire to be Let's put it normal. There, there must have been certain times where, like, you were you were not able to do things and and maybe pushed away by other kids because you you didn't like you know play basketball. It's like okay, yeah, you, you wanted to play, but it must have been a weird experience. How how were, were there any strange things like that, mate?
1: I think as a youngster, um, like I, I was, play, I could play basketball and everything. I I, I didn't find anything I couldn't do. And I think because I sort of excelled at sport, it gave me a confidence in myself. Yeah. And then it was like, so I, I never had that sort of feeling. And there's always kids, like there's always people who try and get at you for something or whatever, but I was a confident kid, I was a strong kid, I was a fairly aggressive kid. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what are you going to do, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, it's I, interesting, I,
1: isn't it? It's, it's lucky. I think sport played a big factor in giving me confidence in my ability because if if you're missing a limb, or, or something like that, then physical activity is going to be the one place where you probably are going to suffer most. But it's the one place where I excelled most. Um, so I was playing all the local clubs, everything, and I was excelling. So I think that gave me the confidence, uh, maybe subconsciously, to just crack on.
0: Have you always had sort of dreams and aspirations to be a professional athlete, mate, or be a, a top-level athlete in, in in any sport?
1: I think... I think so, yeah, because when I was when I was growing up, all I wanted to do was play football. That was my focus. I've got sort of I haven't got an addictive personality, but I've got an obsessive personality, I think. Right. So I was just hours and hours and hours of on my own, just playing football, trying to put the ball exactly where I wanted it. And so my goal was my goal was never I want to be a professional, play on this team or play on this. It was just can I I was just obsessing over a specific thing and then trying to get as good as I could at, at that thing and and it wasn't a conscious choice it was just my personality type i think
0: how did you how did you get into javelin like <laughs> <laughs> it's weird from football we've gone to javelin
1: <laughs> yeah like i'll do anything anything that piques my interest i'll give it a go and right. if there's a if there's a, a venue or a, a pathway uh, that leads somewhere I'll, I'll I'll probably be more inclined to give it a try. And when I went to Sport Wales, they had this, they wanted um, potential athletes to come and just try all different sorts of things. Right. And then it was sort of like a, a pathway or a feeding ground for, for the Olympic games. So yeah. you go there, you try stuff, you tell them what you've done before, and then you see what you excel at and then what's at the games for you. Wow. And uh, I went there and obviously through Javelin and Shopper and, even currently now, I'm number one in the UK in shot putt. Um, <laughs> but I didn't get to go to the qualifying tournament because um, I had to isolate from COVID because I'd just come back from Bulgaria to do taekwondo. So <laughs> I, had to, I had to isolate. It was horrible, yeah. But maybe uh, maybe the Paris cycle, I'll be doing taekwondo and shot put. hopefully.
0: Wow, that, mate, that's super cool. But obviously, as you said, mate, you you didn't get to, to the Olympics in Rio because you got an injury. How do you, how do you deal with that, mate? Like, you, you've made it, you're going to, to the Olympics, you're representing Great Britain, it's huge. You, do, you know, you're throwing a javelin and then you get an injury.
1: I think I took it better than uh, would be expected. And I think it's like what I was saying before is that my, goal, my goals aren't necessarily to get to the Olympics or to win. There that, that is a goal of mine, but it's, it's, the main thing that runs through me is can I get better at doing what I'm doing? And I was, if that's what I'm doing, if I'm getting better and then say the javelin and injury rules me out of javelin and I can't really continue with javelin, it's I'll find something else to just get better at and just enjoy doing. So it it didn't, it didn't make that much bigger of a difference to me.
0: That's incredible. So it's almost like you're, you're, you're literally living for the moment for the process and the process, the goal is a result of the process.
1: Yeah, exactly. With with the like, and that's a bit. It's a bit cheesy to say that. And yeah. the, you definitely have goals. Like, if I'm if I if I know there's a world championships in six months, I'm training for that, and I'm training to win it. But I try and just bring my gaze back to what I'm doing now and why I'm doing it. And then that's where the kid inside me wants to be is is just focusing on what I'm doing, developing in that, enjoying it more than anything. Yeah. And then what I found is that if I can live in that sweet spot, then the results come.
0: Which is quite opposite to a lot of what we're seeing in society today, where everyone's like, what's your goal? What's your goal? Whereas no one really says, what are you doing today to work towards that goal? They're always just talking about like, what's your goals?
1: Yeah, and that, to me, that's not a goal. That, what that is is a desired outcome. So it's like, what's your desired outcome? Oh, to win this or to win that. It's like, yeah, obviously, like obviously, you want to win. You want to win it and get the gold medal and stuff. But what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing that makes that happen? And it, it's it's just not. Uh, I just don't think that's a, a goal, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah I, mate, I agree. Where do you think that? Because you're in a minority, mate. Like, not everyone thinks like that. Do you? Do you think? Where do you think it came from?
1: Where does that mindset um, come from? I think I, think I was very, out, I'd say, goal oriented or outcome-orientated at a certain stage in my life. Yeah, And I realised that um, it, was, it not only was it not helping me, it was probably hindering performance. Because mm-hmm. I think in psychology, they call it outcome dependence. Yeah. So uh, my value was based on the outcome, which is... So if I go to a tournament or whatever I'm doing and I get silver that's a fail and gold's a win and that's the only thing that matters Mm. and you go into a tournament or into any athletic endeavour like that where the outcome is the the overriding value of the situation then the amount of pressure you put on yourself it 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 doesn't focus your energy on performance it focuses on like almost like hope for the for the outcome whereas if you can focus your energy on what you're doing how you're performing what you aim to do and what you're doing in the moment then that leads to a better outcome anyway or can do sometimes it's
0: yeah no mate, i think it's a it's an amazing mindset and it's a it's not a common mindset but it's a mindset well it, it you're the proof is in the pudding right you're you're making it happen mate like it's it's incredible i want to jump in a little bit to the world of 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 paras mate it must be quite interesting and i'm not sure if that's out of order me, we put in them that calling it a world of powers, but I'm like, <laughs> you must see, like I see, and I've watched some of, of, of the stuff of, of you online. And I'm like, holy shit. That's, that's fucking incredible. You know? And it, it's always this people that have potentially a little bit less do so much more. You must look around that or The question that I've got is, do you look around that world that you compete in and look at people and go, how does he do that?
1: Yeah, definitely, because it's like, (laughs) it's crazy. The first sort of multi-games we went to, I'd never been around that many people who were power before. It was unreal. It was like bloody Shaun of the Dead or something. Everyone was (laughs) hobbling and this and that. It was like me included, you know? I was like, we must look. Someone walked in here now not knowing what this was. They'd think, what the hell's going on here? So it's like, it's crazy like that. But you just, all you have to do is... If you're in an environment like that, if you ever find yourself in there, just sit down and just just take it in because you'll see all sorts of people doing all sorts of crazy things, just yeah. which is totally normal to them day to day. The way they have to put their socks on or put their watch on or uh, even kit up or whatever, because it's all varying degrees of disability there. Yeah. Uh, you'll you'll see some crazy things if you just sit there and watch.
0: Yeah, I can't, I can imagine. It must be, I mean for me as i said mate when when i see some of your videos i'm like wow like it's amazing what you can do and and it just shows it just sort of shows the adaptability and the resilience of us as human beings that, yeah
1: of course yeah i mean uh, with with sport and and things like that it's you, there is always the, there is always going to be a way to do something like you might not be able to do it at the highest level or something like that but my goal was to be able to find a way to do it and then to to make that the to make that f- perform at the highest level. I could do it. Even like even as a kid playing rugby, county rugby or something, it's it's a big deal to play county rugby where we're from. It's yeah. it's what we all wanna do. And so I knew I could play rugby, but I didn't want to just do it at the park. I wanted to do it at, at county level or at the highest level I could and see if what I was doing was good enough at that level
0: like your mindset is is absolutely unique and your drive and passion is unique not everyone has what you have upstairs how do you deal with people that are not as driven as you with, that you come into contact with or that somehow see the glass half empty whereas to me you always see the glasses as as, as fuck, you see it way more than half full, mate. You see it as almost overflowing, don't you? Do you yeah. know what I mean? how, how do you personally deal with those people that, I mean, you can't help but come into contact with from time to time?
1: Yeah, I mean, it takes all types of people and all types of personalities and, and stuff. And I, I like the difference, even though, even though some people are more pessimistic. Don't get me wrong, I'm pessimistic as well sometimes. I, I'm a bit like that as well. But I, I think from reading about things like um, personality psychology you, you understand that everyone starts f- from a different base across the board so everyone has varying pros and cons to their personality type and then experience weighs into that as well so some p- people who you might see as not being driven they might have worked so hard to just get one percent that one percent driven that they are you might be a hundred percent driven mm. um, you're a pretty driven guy yourself so if you might be a but that might have come more naturally to you and, and you might have deficits in other areas of your area of your personality. Whereas someone who's not very driven, uh, they might've been starting from zero and everything might've been against them. So if they're 2% driven, they've done fucking well to get there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're all, I say that often, we're all sort of climbing a different Everest, aren't we? But it's, it's almost human nature that we do compare as well though, isn't it?
1: Yeah. You have to compare yourself to, to what's around you and, compare yourself to yourself and all that as well. But you can compare yourself to other people without judging them. You know, you can understand, try and understand where other people are coming from and, and they might be so far ahead of you in other areas that they don't even want to show it. Yeah. Yeah. So they might be so superior to you in other areas. They may be insecure about showing it in case they make you feel bad. But if you'll come into situations in a neutral situation, you're way more likely to find that out and then learn from them rather than thinking, oh, he seems a bit lazy, I'm just going to, like, he's a, that's a lazy person. Yeah, it's like, right. maybe he's just having a lazy day. Maybe he's got a lot going on. Maybe he's developing in other areas. He's focusing his energy on other areas.
0: Yeah. Well, mate, you are far superior than me when it comes to Olympic experience and performance. So let's <laughs> turn our attention to that, mate. You, as you said earlier, you qualified for a spot in Tokyo for taekwondo. Talk us through that process. It's been a crazy, it's been a crazy sort of 12 months to be a professional athlete training for such a, a, a lifetime event. Really, mate, how's it gone? Where are you at? What does it look like? Give us the full rundown, mate.
1: Yeah, it's been crazy. They, <laughs> with Taekwondo, they do a, it's a four year cycle, obviously like the Olympics. Um, and, Over that four years, you hit different tournaments for points. So you you accumulate ranking points over those four years. And then after the four years, you carry a percentage of them over to the next year. So I came into this cycle with zero points um, a year into the cycle already. So everyone around me had hundreds of points and I was trying to catch up. Because if you can qualify to the games on points or via a tournament. So my goal was to develop over the three years, do as well as I could, I knew I wouldn't qualify on points and then go to the qualifying tournament and try and get in that way. Um, but I had a few sh- like shock upsets during the, the three years where I won the World Championships and I won a few other tournaments where my points started creeping up fast yeah. and I got to within the last tournament I had to uh, get to the semis and I went out in the quarterfinals and I finished 0.5 of a point behind. <sighs> qualifying thing for three years yeah so (laughs) uh that was that was a bit of a shocking one and we have um electronic socks and the electronic body armors and then you go through a check-in before you fight and they were checking my socks and they said you need to get different socks these are broken and I was like what do you mean like these are these are all we've got and he said you're not going to be able to score points using these socks and that was the fight I had to go into to win, to get oh. to get the points. So that happened. I was 0.5 of a point behind. So I, re- I was hoping to qualify in that tournament. Didn't happen. Um, and then it was, after that, it was basically, they kept changing. The, the, you go to a qualifying tournament then where the best people in Europe all go and you have to win it, number one, to qualify for Tokyo. So that was my next target. But, the, but because of the lockdown and the things like that, they kept changing the date. So they'd say, oh, it's in, it's in March. And then you'd build up to it. You'd be training at home. I'd be running in my garden, doing what I could. And i be like, oh, we can't do it. It's moved again. It's moved again. So basically that happened for a year where we weren't even sure if we were going to get to go because some other sports, they just went off the rankings. And they said, we can't do the tournament. We're just going to sort out the rankings and send people via that. But they finally got it in in Bulgaria where they held it all in a... Um, all in a hotel, they had the matted area downstairs, they had the cameras, they had everything downstairs. And once you got into the hotel, you weren't allowed to leave the hotel. And that was right. a few weeks ago. So we went there and fortunately I won the tournament and finally after all this time qualified a spot for Tokyo.
0: Wow. What did it, how did that feel mate? I mean, it must be just unreal. I mean, you've done it for Javelin in, in, in Rio, but to come again in a different sport, it must be mental.
1: Yeah, it felt good. It definitely felt good. It also it I think people thought I was gonna almost celebrate or something like that, but it felt it felt like just part of the journey. It didn't feel like it's not the end, it's not um it's not the top of the hill, is it? It's just yeah. it's the it's the chance to get to the top of the hill. That's all <laughs> it is. Yeah. So I, I kind of was I was kind of it was relief. It was more relieved I'd actually finally did it and I wasn't going to go out in that tournament and have to wait another three years to decide what I was doing all that stuff. So there was a bit of relief to it and, and then it's like, it was just, it was good to finally be able to say, I'm going to Tokyo, I can aim for Tokyo, all my training can be based around going to Tokyo and I've got that to focus on now.
0: And how's it going? How is the training? How are you feeling? What's the chat?
1: Yeah, good, good. I'm uh, just getting, it's because even though I'm, a bit older, and I've done so many different sports. I'm still new to this sport, yeah. so I'm still progressing at a, a, a really fast rate. So I feel like I'm I'm constantly getting better. And uh, in my division, ev- everyone in my division they're all heavyweights, obviously, and they've all been doing it for years, like yeah. pretty them pretty much all their lives. So they've just got their style, they're ingrained, and I've been catching up. But I feel like I'm overtaking them now because wow. I'm progressing so fast. I'm just and I can feel it every tournament. I can feel that they they don't want to be in there with me now and I, and I'm just getting better and better every time.
0: Do you, do you do you ever think about where what you might achieve in Tokyo
1: mate? Yeah, I'm going for gold. It's like there's no point going there for anything else. I want to I want to experience it and I want to be in the moment experience it. And I know as soon as I get in the ring my temperament is to win anyway. That's what I'm going to try and do. So the work I'm doing towards that is now in training every day, getting better. And when I go there, I'm just going to try and experience, experience the whole thing. Cause it's going to be a, a circus, isn't it? And then or let, let my, uh, let my training come out and, and go for gold.
0: How do you feel about that, mate? You said, it's going to be a circus. And I presume you mean the whole organization of how things are going to go is going to be just, up and down and there might be last minute changes and there'll be different regulations protocols that you have to follow your mindset seems like yeah I'll be fine with that does it play on your mind that yes you know you're going to be strong and you also I I don't I don't know do you feel that like your other you feel that your other competitors might struggle with those changes or with any yes. changes
1: yeah the thing for me is uh, i'm going to be ready to i'm ready to fight now like yeah. if, if so if they said you have to do it now in this car park now i'm fine let's do it it doesn't really matter like i right. feel i feel ready and i feel fine to fight so uh any if you've been to a taekwondo tournament you know everything changes anyway like even the world the world championships i was so i had five fights in the day and the first four fights were back to back as yeah. soon as i came off the mat they were like right you're back on and i was like Surely I, I, everyone else seems to be getting time. Like, why am I getting any time? So we had so that was four fights back to back. And then we had lunch. And then they said, You're on in, you're on in 20 minutes. So I warmed up, got ready. They came back. No, it's it's been pushed back another 30 minutes. And they did that for about five hours. So at the end, I just said, get get the physio bed out. I'm gonna sleep. So wake me up when I'm actually going on, 100 percent going on. So I just went to sleep and then as when I got a tap on the shoulder I knew I was going on so I just got got ready warmed up quick and just went on and uh, you just like that has been something I've had to learn in taekwondo is that you have to go from zero to 100 fairly quickly because yeah. you, you can get called up to fight and then you could be in the waiting area for ages like there could be a problem with the system or a fight could go on or someone could get injured and then they have to so you might be warmed up, ready to go on and you might have to wait half an hour just standing by the side of the ring. Wow! So that, that's a big lesson learned in taekwondo. You have to be able to go, you're never going to be fully warmed up. You're never going to be fully ready. You just have to be ready to go 0-100 as, as soon as you can.
0: Mate, from talking over the last half an hour, I'm struggling to think of what would actually make you crack. What would break you? What Do you have any fears? Are you scared of anything is there is there anything you sort of like you seem just fucking bulletproof mate honestly I'm
1: definitely not like, um loads of stuff scares me yeah loads of stuff um I, I can't think of anything nothing, but, see, nothing scares yeah. you. shark attacks shark yeah. attacks scare
0: me. I'm scared of these tiny little mosquitoes yeah yeah I mean, fair. honestly, mate, fair play—you've got an absolutely incredible mindset. You really do. It's um, maybe it sounds better than it is. Well, mate, you've sold it to me. I'm I'm fully bought in. Walker says you're a bit of a tosser, but I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> fully bought. And he in. would know. He would know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mate, okay, so we don't get an answer for that one. I'll move on. I've only got a couple
1: Tom more. Tom Walker, questions. <laughs> I'm scared of Tom Walker. Be-
0: <laughs> oh God! Get yeah, big head. Do you, <laughs> do you think about post Tokyo what will happen how much time do you think about like the future and 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 things like that
1: Yeah you've got to you've got to think about things like that a bit and in regards to taekwondo we've got our our world championships straight after Tokyo so there's only a few weeks rest so it's not going to be finish Tokyo and then go and like have a party for a month or so we're, yeah. we're basically Got like a few days, and then we're straight back into training camp for the world. So I think whatever happens, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that because you can you can pick up a lot of points in the uh, the world championships. Right. So there's a potential that if I do well in Tokyo and I do well in the world championships, I'll be in a very good position to qualify for Paris already. Wow! And then I yeah, and then I could think about um, pushing the qualification for Shopper at the same time, and I could do. That's my plan is is to qualify both to, um, Paralympic uh, Taekwondo and Shotput for Paris.
0: Wow, that'd be absolutely huge, mate, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be big. That's yeah, that's mental. So you're already you're already I mean, Paris is 2024, right? So yeah. You're already four years down down the line. Do you ever think where this is? where this is going, mate? Like, do you think 10 years ahead and, and sort of what might be going on then?
1: Um, no, uh, I'm not sure. I want to try different things. Like, I've done a little bit of uh, TV stuff before. I want to try and do a bit more of that. Um, like, I like... Just different things take my interest at different times. So I've I've been... In my life, I've tried to just follow my interest. And I think that is... The things that pique your interest are the things that are deep in your psychology, what kind of what you're supposed to be doing. So if something is piquing your interest, you almost owe it to yourself to try and follow that down and see where where it leads. And I think I'll just keep doing that, to be honest.
0: It's awesome. Honestly, from a car park, mate, you're an absolute (laughs) legend. Honestly, I... I could talk to you all day, mate. It's is absolutely brilliant. It's on a, your mindset is something that I've I've not really seen before, mate. It's uh, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm I'm a little bit lost for words. I I think it's an amazing. I think you're on an amazing path. And, and honestly, mate, it's genuine. It's, and Walker will hate me for saying it, but it, it's really an honor to have you on the show, mate. So much inspiration.
1: <laughs> so We've many... got to make him say that as well.
0: <laughs> but mate, one thing that you have to promise us is once you get through Tokyo and you get through the world, we'll let you have a bit of time off. And then we'll come and have an update to see how it goes. I'll be I'll be following the journey, mate. But um, yeah, of course. I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be super interesting, mate. Hats off to you, honestly. It's it's absolutely awesome. It really is. I want to come out
1: anyway, so I'll probably be pestering you when I come out there and visit Tom and yeah. uh, I'll try and bring the team out as well. We'll do a camp or something out there and get them all get them all running around the track or whatever you crazy go <laughs> running all day and I'll watch yeah. I'll watch but they can run around the track
0: today mate I'm sure you're not one of the people that would be sitting watching you be like I can run faster I can do <laughs>
1: yeah, until my legs fall off after run
0: exactly mate I'll leave you to it absolute legend Matt thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us mate and all the it very is. best thank you alright mate see you again cheers pal Bye-bye. bye bye